Hello and welcome to Healthy Mind, Healthy Life with your host Avik. This podcast is all about exploring the latest research, sharing personal stories and providing personal tips for improving our mental health and well-being. Each episodes will be joined by experts in the field of mental health as well as individuals who have experienced the transformative power of a healthy mind firsthand. Together we will dive into a range of topics from managing stress and anxiety to building resilience and cultivating happiness. So, join us on this journey to discover new ways to take care of our minds, bodies and souls and let's work together to create a healthier, happier world one episode at a time. So, let's get started. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Healthy Mind Healthy Life the podcast where we explore the essential elements of living a fulfilling and the balanced life so i'm your host avik and today we have a truly remarkable guest joining us someone whose journey em- encompasses the creativity entrepreneurship and the pursuit of well-being so i'm talking now then our guest today is christine michaelis So welcome to the show Christine. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> great, great. So Christine just to start with uh, I would love to mention this to all of our listeners that uh Christine is a beacon of inspiration and a catalyst for the positive change. So she is not only a marketing and creative startup coach but also the founder of the Creative Startup Academy and accomplished author, public speaker and a podcaster. So with over 12 years of experience in the world of marketing and advertising she transitioned into entrepreneurship to support startups and small businesses on their path to the success so her approach is as hands on as it is insightful so she has empowered countless individuals to validate their business ideas and navigate the often challenging journey of launching a successful startup so she is a multifaceted speaker and shedding the light on three vital domains that shape her holistic approach to life and the business so firstly her expertise as in marketing resonates deeply so drawing from her extensive background she focuses on cost effective strategies that empower startups and small businesses to amplify their message and connect with their target audience secondly her insights into entrepreneurships are invaluable so she has a unique perspective on the entrepreneurial thinking networking productivity and the leadership so her belief is in the transformative power of turning ideas into realities is both inspiring and the practical so finally like health and well-being are integral to christine's philosophy so a diagnosis that changed her life led to reevaluate her priorities placing her health and the well-being at the forefront so her journey is a testament to the profound impact a shift in perspective can have on our overall quality of life so throughout today's episode we will delve into her remarkable journey from her years in the marketing world to her transformation in a champion of startups as well as the pivotal moment that sparked her devotion 
to health and the well-being. So join us as we explore Christine's insights on marketing, entrepreneurship, and fundamental importance of nurturing both our professional ambitions and personal well-being, but in a happier way. So yes, today our topic is happiness. So let's get started. Welcome again to the show. Thank you so much. What an amazing introduction. Thank you so much. <laughs> it is me. It is me. But yes, thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's as if we know each other for years. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Great. So uh, just to start with, like, if you can share a bit about your uh, journey that inspired you to the transition from the world of marketing and advertising to becoming a startup coach and the entrepreneur. Yes. Um Actually, there was not too much of an intention. <laughs> it's all a bit, uh, it just happened. And I, I often call myself the accidental entrepreneur. And if I am truly honest, I never wanted to have my own business and I never wanted to become an entrepreneur. Um, however, the job that I had in the marketing world wasn't fulfilling enough anymore. So I did some training and coaching and NLP, neurolinguistic programming, and decided this is what I want to do. I... I would I always loved to connect with people, I always loved to help people, I always loved to um transfer my knowledge and therefore help people. And so I I became a coach and thought, oh, what do I do with that? And then really in the first couple of weeks of me deciding to do that, the niche found me if we want. So so I started working with entrepreneurs, with startups and absolutely loved it. And I was like, okay, this is what I want to do. And then basically 11 years into the journey, I would never change it for the world. Uh, Absolutely love, love, love working with uh, individuals and small teams and startups because they are so passionate about what they do. They usually want to change something and um but they need this little bit of help because it's quite overwhelming uh starting out it was also for me too much uh, in there and then like you said integral part is also the health and well-being because i think as an entrepreneur and also i went through that we are facing a lot of different kind of challenges than if we were employed um and we have difficulty switching off um and not work and this is where it's a bit tricky and we can burn out slowly without even realizing because we love so much what we do. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. In your experience, like, um, what are some of the common challenges that startups and small businesses face when it um, comes to marketing and how do you guide them to overcome those challenges? Yes. Um, well, one thing is, of course, understanding it all first. So if you're not from the marketing background, it it can be a very tricky topic to get your head around because it's not, you can do a course on accounting and you know, okay, I have to have my income and I have to have my expenses and then there's taxes to pay and you start understanding all of this. But market seems to be this this massive thing and ongoing uh, thing that you have to be always up to date. You always have to innovate. You have to come up with new ideas. You have to be able to stand out and all these things. So I think the the getting into a marketing mindset is one of the challenges. Um, and it can really help just to, to go through some checkpoints that I can also share afterwards um, to get into a marketing mindset. So that's that's one thing. The other thing is also keeping up with everything that's always happening. And I think that's 
pretty much impossible. And I wouldn't say that I'm up to date with everything that's going on all the time because it will be impossible. But you don't have to. And that's the other challenge. People think they have to, but they might not have to. And they don't have to do it all. And they don't have to do it all at once, for sure. You start with one thing and then you move on to the next and then you can add on to the other. And um and then the last thing is the budget, for sure. I mean, um, most of the time when you're starting out, you don't have so much budget left. And that's why I say I mainly focus on low and no cost marketing that you can really and you can have an impact. Um, but you should have like a strategy also in place to to plan actually the year. So it's often a thing that people put aside and think, okay, yeah, I do uh, an ad here, or yeah, let me try to get some PR here or do that. But there's not a strategic approach to why and how, and um, they don't budget in the time nor the money for the year to do that, even if we're talking about little money or no money, like I said. Mm. Great, great. That, that's definitely true. So um, coming back, like uh, if, if you can share a personal experience or insight that led you to delve into the topic of happiness and the joy. Yes, yeah, for sure. Um, so like you mentioned, so I have these three pillars that I cover the starting out, but let's call it entrepreneurship, then the marketing that we just talked about a bit. And then um, I didn't include at the beginning the health and well-being because also, I don't know, I didn't, uh, because it wasn't at the forefront of my mind. But like you mentioned at the introduction, it it came um, more to my attention. And a lot of times there has to be something that happens in someone's life before they actually take that step. And my um, call to action today as well would be really, okay, everyone, make sure you revisit your priorities in life and don't wait for something shocking to happen in your life before you do that, because it's your life and you can always reprioritize life and health and well-being before it's actually too late. So for me, I had to go through that experience, uh, which is okay. I'm grateful for that because it led me to to many great things to include that actually for entrepreneurs, it's well received and, and to come up with this happiness formula. So a few years back, I was very exhausted. I was very close to a burnout. Uh, there were health issues in family. I was working too much and it was just everything was too much. Mm. I have tinnitus in both ears, so meaning that ringing in the ears um, for more than 20 years. Um, and I'm telling you this because at that point, when you're more stressed, the ringing gets louder. So maybe some people know about this. And it led me to go to a doctor and thinking and looking into maybe there's some new things that medicine discovered that can be done for that. And the doctor said, oh, let's take a scan of your head just to make sure everything's okay with your ears. And I was like, okay, yeah, we, we we do that. So he scanned my head and I went back a couple of weeks later and he said, good news, everything's okay with your ears, but you have a brain tumor. <laughs> and and it's really, he said it like that. And then my, my brain tried to process things and I, he threw all this terminology at me that I've never heard about. Uh, uh, mind you that I was in the UK and I'm German and of course, I was there for long and few years and I was very fluent. But if someone throws medical terms at you, I'm, I'm sure even English native speakers might not understand. So I, I wrote everything down and then he said, oh, I can't tell you anymore because of my expertise. So that wasn't good either. Um, went home, was a bit confused, Googled what it means, which you should never do. And basically, 
uh, had to go through many, many tests and scans and blood tests and everything for about three months um, to then find out, luckily, and that's what I'm most grateful for, is that it actually wasn't a brain tumor. And then, so the doctor said, oh, good news, you don't have a brain tumor, but for three months, uh, that's uh, really a bit of a traumatic experience, really going through things. And I'm very good at putting things away and not thinking about them too much, but of course they're constantly there. So already in that time, I went through an eight weeks mindfulness course and I, I really took care of myself. I already reprioritized things, uh, meaning in life and separated my work life from my personal life, which also I think a lot of entrepreneurs don't do because the work is the life. Um, but I think you should have that separate. Mm. And basically it's based the gland, the pituitary gland that's behind the eyes, which is um, in the spiritual world, the third eye um, over there is basically uh, full moon shaped rather than half moon shaped. And that's why they came to that conclusion uh, that there's a brain tumor and then that it's not. And um, yeah, so it made me relook at everything and it made me think about the question, okay, what's happiness actually? Where does that come from? Because we don't appreciate things enough and we're not always happy and we freak out for little things that we shouldn't probably, we, we should maybe as well, but you know, that we can avoid and we have a more happier and fulfilling life. And that, all of that led me not only to have the work-life balance that I deserve and want um, as an entrepreneur, I have strict working hours and um, I have enough holidays and I switch off and I, I, I separate those two lives, let's say. But it also led me to write the happiness formula, my, my latest book, um, where I basically discovered over four or five years during that time uh, and explored that question what makes us happy what's happiness and like a lot of people as well i think i i did i even did a training i'm an official certified happiness facilitator um i i went through some training at the um, yale university online for uh, health and well-being i read all kind of books i looked into studies and everything and then i decided to come up with that happiness formula and share that with people but not only with all the background and maybe some research and theory behind it. For me, what was happening in a lot of things is that practical approach. And you mentioned that also in the introduction that I'm a very practical person and that is so true. So what I integrated in there as well, a lot of questions that guide the readers through um, to actually discover what happiness means to them and to actually implement things in their life to live a happier and more fulfilled life. So there's a bit of a long answer, but uh, that's basically what's happened. <laughs> okay, exactly. So uh, like mindfulness and self-awareness are also yes. often associated with the happiness. So yes. how can someone in incorporate the mindfulness practices into their daily lives? Yes, uh, that's, that's really, really true. And that's one of the things. So mindfulness basically means that you pay attention, you are in that moment. Because if we think about it, we all we think about the past and when we do that it's usually to regret something <laughs> or to say oh i shouldn't have done that or or to blame that something happened but if we think about it the past does not exist anymore the past made you the person the wonderful amazing person that you are now and brought you where you are now gave you a lot of teachings then we 
always think about the future, but also there, if we think about the future, mainly with worries, okay? Um, so if we take all of that out, we are here now, and what's happening now is important. And this is uh, where the mindfulness comes in. And there's lots of techniques, and there's also, for example, meditations that you can do on a daily basis. And I would say that's one of the things you can do. Um, but if we start with the smallest thing, it's breathing. Everyone breathes because if you don't, you're dead. <laughs> yeah? So everyone breathes, but we don't breathe in a conscious way. And the nose is there for breathing. The mouth is there for, for eating. <laughs> so what I would suggest is taking conscious mindfulness breath through the nose in and out. And even if it's just one a day, just before you get out of bed, just before you brush your teeth in the morning, attach it to something that you're already doing. And make that then a habit. Do that over time and it becomes a habit. So we can talk about habit building another hour, but just to say, start small and attach it to something that you're already doing. Yeah. And the smallest thing you can do is mindful breathing. Another thing is um, the meditation, for example. And that doesn't have to be a one and a half hour silent sitting that some people think about and not have something in their mind. It's not about that. It's about being aware of the thoughts that come to your mind and let them go. And that's the whole training. I, I doubt that anyone, maybe someone, a monk that lives for 80 years in the mountains can empty their mind. But that's not the point. You, you can sit and have maybe a guided five minute meditation in the morning. Start with that and increase if you like, but if not, stick to that. And again, be, let that become a habit. Mm, because, I mean, we can't be mindful all the time. Everyone says, oh, you can wash the dishes in a mindful way. So you hear, smell and use all the centers and touch everything. And then you brush your, your teeth in a mindful way and then you eat in a mindful way. But if you try to establish all of that, that won't work. Start small and see what works for you. If it's a meditation, if it's a breath, um, Maybe it is a mindful brushing your teeth with the other hand, okay? Because if you brush your teeth with the other hand, you probably will be more mindful. Mm -hmm. Maybe it is eating slower. I'm someone who eats super fast. I know it's not healthy and it's really something really difficult for me to change. But start with one thing to be more in the now, taking conscious breath. Maybe set a timer on your phone every hour to do that. Um, and I would say start with these things, small, 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 mindful things. Correct. That's great. So, um, like, what are some of the common misconceptions uh, about the happiness that you would like to debunk? Um, I think maybe one thing is that um, it's important to understand might be the difference between happiness and joy. Um, okay, there is um, some research done and official definitions and stuff. So, um, I'm going to go through that. So happiness is generally considered a more long-term state of being. Okay, it's char characterized by deep sense of contentment, satisfaction, fulfillment, and it's often also associated with a sense of purpose and meaning of life. And that's influenced by multiple factors like uh, personal values, relationships, and accomplishments. So it's a long-term state of being, and that's what we are aiming for. Of course, we also aim for joy. Joy is lovely. It's a lovely emotion, but it is a fleeting and intense emotion, actually. And it's often associated with a um, particular experience, for example, 
and is characterized by a feeling of like elation, excitement or delight and uh, can brought to you by a range of experiences. So for example, you achieve a goal, maybe you spend time with loved ones mm-hmm. or you experience the beauty of nature. So, so these are all these little experiences that give you some joy and of course, have joyful moments helps with the overall well-being and happiness but it doesn't mean that you achieve that happiness maybe also um i don't know if you want me to go through some things that don't bring you happiness and then actually what science has shown and proven that what brings you actually happiness that might be quite interesting to think about so how do you, you think? like me to go through? so what do you think like uh how can we uh shift our perspective from finding the happiness externally rather than finding it within ourselves i think it's okay to look for it for both because we create um the circumstances that we live in so it's even the work environment or the environment where you live so that's basically external things um but there's so many external factors that are that you cannot influence and that you think think uh you should not think about and for example social comparison is, has proven to instead of giving you happiness it it's actually the opposite okay so that's not good going into um into social uh, um, comparison too much let's say um it's also a lot of people think money makes them happy it doesn't uh the same with uh, if you're famous or, or beautiful or intelligent all of these things are like the external factors i think appreciation of yourself and taking care of yourself is one of the main things that will make you also happy sharing that with others sharing kindness but also kindness is being kind to yourself so they say in english you can't pour water out of an empty cup so that means you can't help other people you can't make other help other people happy if you're not happy with yourself and within yourself so i think appreciation of yourself writing things down that you are happy about about your your body about uh, your your insights that you have uh, beautiful conversations that you have having a gratitude journal that uh, you write down three things every day that you're grateful for but looking more at yourself and appreciation and taking care of yourself will be i think the first step of trying or will be able to get happiness within ourselves got it great great so like uh, before we wrap up like um what could you leave uh, our listeners with a powerful actionable step that they can take right now to begin their journey towards unlocking true joy in their lives okay um i think yeah the there's a few things uh one thing is really i would start with the gratitude journal Okay. because if you start it's something easy everyone can do you don't need money for it uh, you can do it in a digital way you can do it with an app you can do it on a piece of paper in a nice journal whatever you want write down three things that you're grateful for that day you can do that in the morning to set the tone or you do that in the evening to have uh, a beautiful review okay. so that's one thing i would do gratitude journaling um i would also do uh, create a not to-do list. <laughs> I'm a massive fan of to-do lists, but I'm also a fan of being a not to-do list. 
write down things that you do not have to do um, to get them off your table and to feel less stressed and get some time. Um, and then maybe check in with yourself. I mean, there's mood trackers out there and stuff, but maybe think about internal weather. They call that the internal weather exercise where you ask yourself, how am I feeling today? And you describe it with the weather. So you say, it's a bit cloudy, but I can see sunshine coming through or, oh, it feels like a sunset or, um, no, it's very stormy and rainy. So I think first step is recognizing how you're feeling and then you can um, respond to that with breathing and meditation, grateful, uh, gratitude journaling and things to to then turn that around into a sunnier uh, sunset <laughs> into things. Great. That's great. And that concludes today's enlightening conversation with Christine. So a true luminary in the realms of marketing, entrepreneurship, and the personal well-being. So as we wrap up, it's evident that uh, the interviewing of marketing, entrepreneurship, and health and well-being uh, forms a powerful uh, tapestry in Christine's life and the teachings. So we have learned that the importance of not only um, nurturing our professional aspirations, but also valuing our health and mental well-being as fundamental components of our success journey. So uh, pick a ways to uh, eliminate your path, like uh, from Christine's perspective on entrepreneurial thinking to her hands-on uh, marketing strategies, her journey under underscores that challenges can indeed become stepping stone to growth. So, and her journey towards, <laughs> and her journey towards the embracing health and well-being reminds us that sometimes life's unexpected turns lead us to the most profound uh, transformations. So like we hope that today's episode has provided you with the practical insights and the inspiration to navigate your own path with confidence and clarity. So remember that the pursuit of a healthy mind and a fulfilling life is a journey. And as Christine has shown us, it's the steps we take, the lessons we learn, and the connections we forge that make all the difference. So stay connected and curious. Thank you so much. Thank you.